Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello everyone, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I'm joined as usual by the main man, Josh Gilbert. Uh, how are you doing, Josh? I'm good, Sam. How are you doing today, mate? Yeah, yeah, very well, very well. You haven't got long left of November. Uh, for those that are on YouTube, for those that have been watching recently or listening recently, you'll know Josh is growing his mo uh, for charity this month. Um, are you looking forward to that coming to an end? I am, yeah. Um, I was just saying there a moment before we jumped on. It's just I, I find myself, you know, itching to do this, and I just don't think there's enough air for me to be able to do that. But um, yourself and a few others included have said I'm I'm looking more Australian as the day goes on. So maybe it needs to stay. Maybe it, it sort of adds to the authenticity of me being the Australian analyst. Um, it, I might even you know walk down the road next week, and they might even just hang out of the. Uh, out of their offices and just give me a passport maybe let's see i might yeah I well, it's all passport part, for free so all part of the wider plan i'm sure but okay. uh yeah the link will be in the bio again so if you have got a spare pound quid euro whatever it might be yen uh, feel free to donate today we, we've got a big one got a big one we'll talk about ai we'll talk about nvidia who had their earnings out on tuesday evening uh, or last night, if you're listening today, when we released it on Wednesday. And then we'll also talk about the NASDAQ. Yeah, going tech-centric this week. But I think that's probably the only thing to talk about this week, given that it is dominating headlines uh, right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite funny. On, on the weekend, just gone, and any weekend where it's an international break in the football. And yes, we're talking about football again. Uh, but it's so boring, honestly. Uh, you know, you go on social media and it's just throwback clips of the best goals you've scored, like Henri when he turned around and scored against Manchester United, the Gus Poyet one, the um, De Canio, those kind of goals, and that dominates social media. Except this weekend wasn't that. It was very different. Uh, it was all about Sam Altman and the open AI situation, which dominated from Friday to the back end on Sunday. Um what on earth is going on? Uh, have any markets been affected? I mean, it's just chaotic. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a whirlwind. Um, and it certainly did fire up X over the weekend. I remember sort of firing up X and it just, you know, being the, the talk of the town, really. Um, but it is just a bit of a mess, all in all. Um, and it is a mess because given when we are recording this, it's still going on. So you might not have even seen this news yet, Sam. Um, but he was ousted from the board on Friday last week. X then, X then goes into meltdown over the weekend over him leaving. We've then got rumours of him returning on Monday. But by Monday, Microsoft, who owns 50% of OpenAI, snap him up. 
But just before we record this and before we jump on, Sam Altman is now back at OpenAI. So we've gone full circle in less than a week. Um, so, yeah, full circle markets, have they been affected? Look, Microsoft took a bit of a dent overnight, but whether that's to do with this, I'm not sure. Because mm. for me, I think this is just good news for Microsoft. Firstly, they've kept the talent, right? And I think that's really key. And we'll get on to that in a minute because... You know, Microsoft now is going to have more control over OpenAI from a governance perspective. So going into this, they didn't actually have a board seat on OpenAI, despite actually owning half the company. Um, so with him moving back, with Sam Altman moving back to OpenAI, the, the sort of the deal is that they will appoint a new board members on the back of this. Um, and that came from basically pretty much all employees threatening to quit um, over Sam Altman sort of being ousted ultimately. But for me, it's it's a genius move from Nadella at Microsoft because, you know, he's sort of nipped in there, got sort of the elite of, um, you know, the AI world and Sam Altman. Um, and he's kept this fallout to what, you know, has ultimately been, you know, minimal really now. Because uh, as I've said a few times, Sam Altman is the talent, um, not only in AI, but clearly as a leader. I mentioned there that employees were threatening to quit. He had over 700 open AI employees signing the letter said they would resign if the four-person board that actually ousted him wouldn't resign. That is an absolute, you know, win as a leader. I mean, how many companies could you say that would happen at? You know, there's there's not many people that would really stand out and go out to bat for for the big boss. Um, and that's a huge nod of approval for, for Sam Altman. And it's no wonder Microsoft, like I say, moved really quickly to try and keep him. And as I said earlier, if Microsoft lost him, that can go to that talent can then go to Amazon, it goes to Google, it goes to Apple, or a whole host of other tech companies craving to get, you know, what is ultimately the golden child of AI globally in in their doors. I saw um, Mark Beanoff, the, the the Salesforce CEO, he was you know all over X um, over the last week, basically saying if anyone wants to leave OpenAI, he will match their packages and you can come and join us. So it would have been a fierce battle. Absolutely. But as I say, this, in my view, leaves Microsoft in the, in a great position from an AI perspective than before all this started. They've got, you know, more governance over open AI, Sam Altman's back in uh, open AI and bottom line, monetization of AI is clearly coming through. And I think Microsoft are in, in a great position to keep reaping the rewards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Uh, Microsoft has made a new all time high this week as well as last week. Um, so it's uh been heading in the right direction for for a while actually and and imagine you get in on those sort of november lows i mean since then it's up uh, from last year that is you know 75 percent from from pretty much a year ago today almost to, to where we are now it's had a a remarkable recovery from uh, a period of decline for a while but yeah the weekend was was crazy i reckon sam altman feels all right you know just logging on seeing everyone talk about you seeing everyone back for you if you're gonna leave and then get asked back and come back oh yeah his ego is through the roof it is yeah they'll probably yeah. have to get rid of him now because he's too cocky um <laughs> next up for us is nvidia which could have had the number one spot in in most weeks i think we did the right thing by by having the sam altman situation ai there but nvidia up next i mean you go back to to quarter one of this year so the quarter for 2022 report and that really saved the market their blockbuster report um you know have we have we said the best to last now this earnings season i mean the earnings reports are are, are dwindling out the the calendars are getting a lot more thin but 
you've got one of the big, big companies that have reported near the end. Uh, I mean, the share price was rising into it. It made a new all-time high. It was back above 500. Uh, what, what should we really be keeping an eye on from this report from last night? Well, just simply, it was just another blowout report. Um, I just this growth is absolutely phenomenal, Phen- phenomenal. I should say from from this business. Um, just simply no margin for error heading in, given its performance this year. Shares up more than two hundred forty percent year to date, and you've got expectations sky high, which you know they set for themselves with their sort of guidance in the last quarter. But they're more than delivered. Um, slightly muted reaction from the market, but given you know that two hundred forty percent gain I mentioned there, kind of no surprise really to not see the, the stock absolutely pumping on the back of it. Um, but as I say, numbers were just tremendous. Revenue up by two hundred percent year over year. Earnings up almost six hundred percent year over year. You know when you're expected to be great you need to be exemplary and that's what nvidia is doing right now um data center revenue which is that sort of that that key revenue driver a record 14 and a half billion up 40 when what one percent from the last quarter 280 yeah. percent year over year so again these numbers are just huge and then guidance as well um stayed strong so it's not just a, a flash in the pan this this is something that's continuing uh, 20 billion US dollars, well ahead of estimates of 17 billion. So again, th- this just shows me that this isn't slowing down. Um, AI is continuing. There was some slight, you know, warnings from NVIDIA. Um, they did say they expect sales to decline significantly from China in Q4. That is coming from some of the US curbs on exports to China. But they did also announce the designing new chips specifically for China to try and combat that. But I think this robust guidance is likely to overshadow sort of that cautionary note because I think they're offsetting the slowdown in in China with growth growth elsewhere, right? If you if you come out and say you're expecting a huge slowdown in China and you maybe meet estimates, then there's there's sort of um, there's reason for caution and, and reason for a bit of concern, but when you you know beat estimates for for guidance by almost three billion uh, you know i i don't think there's any sort of real need for investors to sort of worry and, and i think it indicates that there's no sort of end in sight at the moment for for sort of this ai boom and 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 really that's happening because demand is simply outpacing supply um these numbers are coming because demand is so high nvidia are working hard in expansion and and that might see see expenses grow but that is just ultimately being matched by earnings and revenue growth. It's just huge. Margins were solid above estimates. Uh, again, really important there in terms of driving profitability. And and demand staying high means that prices will stay high or, or even get higher. And that should then keep driving sales. That should keep driving profitability as well. Um, bottom line, Jensen Huang and, and the sort of the team at NVIDIA, they just keep hitting home run after home run. And, you know, investors are just lapping it up. As I say, 240% gain year to date. And it shows that AI isn't just a Wall Street hype, but clearly it's a revolutionary technology that is making NVIDIA serious money. Um, They show the biggest earnings growth across all of the Magnificent Seven. And and a bit of a shout out just at the end of this here to the Magnificent Seven. What an earnings quarter they have had over 50% earnings growth in Q3 compared to just 4% for the S&P 500. So that's huge numbers. And clearly, 
you know, that they those are the names that are driving this earnings recovery. Um, and a lot of that, you know, we can maybe put down to AI and it's been a win for Wall Street this year. And um, and I think NVIDIA's gains have also been a huge win for for sort of the Nasdaq more more broadly, which, you know, has, has also had a pretty stellar year. Yeah, what a year for NVIDIA. A couple of lessons in this. You mentioned, obviously, the reaction's been fairly muted. I mean, it's a great report. The numbers were superb. And, and it, listen, it hasn't come down significantly at all. Um, but it is worth noting that in the build-up to the report, just over, I mean, just really from you know, this month, the 22, 21 days that we've had, it, it had risen significantly into it. Yes, the market had been... Uh, you know, the overall market had been pretty good, but it had risen 25, 26%. You know, that's a lot of good expectations. So not necessarily that it's a buy the rumor, sell the fact, but you can see this a lot in in markets. If you get a really strong push into a headline, a report, whatever it might be, it would need to be really, 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 really good for it to push on. So, uh, yeah. And another thing that I want to want to talk about, I mean, there would have been people that would have got into NVIDIA in, in 2020. 2021 and obviously if they've held since now amazing but there also would have been people that would have seen the decline in the back end of 2021 until october last year where it dropped 67 68 percent and got out at any one point and then maybe didn't get back in so you know if, if you're a long-term investor declines like this can happen i mean if you look at apple you look at amazon in their periods you know, in their history, they've had declines of 80, 70, 90 percent in, in the, you know, the early part of the millennium. So I'm not saying that every stock that drops 67 percent is then going to go on and, you know, do 250 percent the next year. But it is worth just having a little bit of patience if you believe in the company and nothing overall has changed too much. Um, of course, since that low that we had uh, from October last year, it's you know up three. 355% since then. So uh, take the rough with the smooth sometimes. Uh, have a bit of patience, as Take That would say. Uh, but overall, good earnings report and a good earnings season for markets as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, as we said then, it's sort of, it's really done the NASDAQ a, a sort of a world of good, you know, in that sense. And, you know, at the end of the day, both, you know, the, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ have, have done extremely well uh, this year. But, you know the magnificent seven have have just really sort of carried uh, the indexes this year, and you know I think it you know is making up a huge part of you know the the gains across these um, these indexes, and and I think you know the Nasdaq's got to tip its hat to 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 Nvidia and say thank you very much for for what you've done for me this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. I find it always funny seeing those charts where it's like the market without the magnificent magnificent seven, and it's just like flat. Or down yeah, at nothing. any given time but listen that's why you've got you know these equal weight markets and you know the indices and it is what it is um i mean the nasdaq recently just made a new high for the year and, and that made it a 22 month high so things off uh the back of that seem pretty positive you have to say the s p 500 rising uh significantly too and i was checking this morning the nasdaq's only just over five percent away from its new what would be a new all-time high I mean, that could happen this year. I mean, you have a good December and suddenly it's a, a new high. I mean, the S&P 500, the last time it didn't have an all-time high in its calendar year was 2012. So last year we had one at the very, very, very beginning. And then obviously it went lower for a bit. But uh, yeah, interesting to see how that that uh, that goes. Uh, so why why is the Nasdaq high? I mean, partly down to, yes, NVIDIA as well. But I think after we had a poor 
August, we had a poor September, then we had a poor most of October. Uh, we had a, a decent rebound over the last 20 days, three weeks or so, and it looks set to to continue. Uh, inflationary pressures of ease, I think that's worth obviously saying. Uh, that's boosted confidence that the Fed are, are likely to to halt its its hikes and actually bring forward the um, the the date where they would look to cut rates. I mean that that changed not just in the US last week following the inflation report, but also in the UK uh, as well. For those that use the CME uh, Fed Watch tool, uh, and I'd recommend using it, it shows the percentage chances of a cut, a hike or a hold at each meeting that the Fed have. And of course, there's 80 year. We've got one left in December. So it looks that we're going to maintain those at current levels in December. And then maybe even as early as March, uh, we'll be looking to, to get cut. I actually don't think that's going to be the case. I think it'd be a little bit later. Things can obviously change, but things are looking pretty good at the market in, in the markets at the moment. Hence why we have been moving high. We've also got uh, oil prices which have come off their recent highs too good earnings report uh, as well in terms of things to keep an eye on just this week one of those would have been the nvidia earnings so you give that a tick that's not a problem for the market and and in the 15 minute period post nvidia earnings the nasdaq spiked higher came a little bit lower but nothing untoward really uh you've also got the fomc minutes but because that you know so much has happened in a month that's kind of irrelevant but it is also worth keeping an eye on the consumer spending numbers from black friday cyber monday thanksgiving to see how that impacts the market we know how much we respect the american consumer and how much impact they have over where the direction of travel for this market can be so in summary Fair play to the NASDAQ, 22-month high, just over 5% off its year-to-date high. Positive sentiment right now, easing inflationary pressures, lower oil prices, um, and you know the, the chance of uh, uh, rate cuts is coming to us sooner than we maybe expected one, two, three weeks ago. Earnings have been good as well. Consumer spending, let's keep an eye on that. But overall, Josh, I think we have to be sitting here at the back end of November pretty happy. I think you've got to be. Uh, I mean, going back to where we were when we had a conversation, I think was it sort of September, October time, markets were were sort of really weak, couldn't catch a break at all. Fed sort of being a little bit more hawkish. We thought we might see another hike by sort of year end. Uh, markets really were sort of sent into reverse. Obviously, we had geopolitical tensions sort of rising. We had um, oil prices soaring as well just markets, like I say, couldn't catch a break. And then the S&P 500 reverses those gains in less than sort of two weeks. So again, really shows you why it's so important to, to sort of spend that time in markets rather than trying to time it. As we just sort of mentioned there with with sort of NVIDIA, yeah. sometimes you've got to go through those lows to, to sort of really benefit uh, from the other side. Another name in sort of that AI space that's done that this year is Palantir. You know, also in the sort of 200% sort of gains this year as well, but had an absolutely torrid, 2022 as well so again we're not saying that every stock that, that yeah. does fall like you say is, is going to happen to but you know if those fundamentals don't change for for these companies and you still believe long term that you know there's value there then um you know it's worth sort of sticking it out have a little patience year to date re- returns for the nasdaq then with all the companies you've got 76 that are positive 24 that are down of course nvidia leading the way uh, around 240 on yesterday's close. Uh, so give or take that that could even go higher this year. Meta in second place, 180. Crowd, 98. Tesla, 95. Uh, and then we go down to those that are right at the bottom, just for those that care. The bottom four, 
Uh, we'll do four, three, two, one. JD down 49%. Illumina down 52. Moderna down 57. And Enphase Energy taking the bottom spot down 62%. The median is positive 19% with the mean 27%. A good year for the NASDAQ, a good year for the markets. Uh, and we could still yet have a new all-time high this year, which would be pretty remarkable given where we were just a month ago. But uh, keep surprising us. Josh, as usual, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Take care, guys. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.